Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Paladins of Voltron. We have the unofficial podcast about the Netflix original series, Voltron Legendary Defender. I am Jason, and joining me again this week, as always, the one, the only, Jeremy. How are you doing? Great. How are you doing? Fine. I need to specify that you are the one and only. We accept no substitutes in our Jeremy's. We get the yeah, echo. Although there there are at least three or four people with my same first and last name. Hmm. And I, I, I have like run across on Facebook and stuff. Well, it's annoying. Are, well, that's why we specify that you are the the the, 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 yes. the original. Are, are you the alpha? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I am the only one that's in a podcast logo. Oh snap! <laughs> oh, you just threw shade at all the other Jeremy Dennis's. Oh no. All right. If you are one of those Jeremy Dennis's or anyone else listening to the show, feel free to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are POV underscore podcast or on Facebook at POV podcast. Uh, our website is povpodcast.com. You can send feedback to our email, feedback at povpodcast.com, or just go to the, sh- the website and comment on any one of the episodes and we will be sure to respond to you. There's also the videos you can always, re- uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, comment on too. And we're always happy to see stuff there, too. So today we are talking about episode 11 of season two, uh, titled Staying Alive. This one is written by Mei Chan and directed by Stephen Inchan An, who I seem to uh, get a lot of episodes directed by him. And I think he does I, I got a few of his. Yeah. So he, he does a lot. I think he's probably <laughs> he's probably the name one I the, recognize the most as far as yeah. characters go. Uh, him, Eugene Lee and Chris Palmer seem to be the. The major players there. Aboard the Castle of Lions, the psychic mice are entertaining Allura while they travel to the Balmera, the team helped rescue from the Gaura in Season 1. She, re- yeah, she receives a call from Karan, who says the giant Teladove is almost complete on the Ankarian homeworld. Once the Balmera, once on the Balmera, Allura is greeted by Shay and her family, who immediately offer to help her in taking down Zarkon. A few miles away sits the crystal encased Robeast, who attacked the planet previously. Shay and her family take Allura down to the largest crystal the Balmera can produce, and they perform the ceremony to release the crystal. Once it is loaded on the ship, Allura is bidding everyone farewell when the Robeast awakens and breaks out of the crystal out of its crystalline prison. Though missing its head, the creature now controls two large corrupted crystals, which it uses to defend itself from the castle's attack once Allura is back on board. The creature's lasers are much stronger now that it has tapped into the power of the crystals, so Allura takes off to get the creature off of the living planet. Once in space, she calls for the paladins to return as the creature is far too strong for the castle's defenses. Hunk and Keith arrive to, distra- to distract the Robeast, while Lance takes Shiro and Pidge back to the castle so that they can get their lines. <clears throat> Meanwhile, on Zarkon ship, Face goes to retrieve the chip he left. he previously left when he was almost caught earlier trying to contact the Blade of Marmora. However, Hagar's druids had already discovered it and left it as a trap for whoever the spy spy was to find them. Face is then taken into custody by the druids. Back above the Balmera, the Robies fires another blast at the castle, which completely drains the particle barrier. Lance distracts the beast in order for Hunk to take Keith to get his line, but they are hit by a blast on the way, disabling the yellow lion. Shiro saves them, but the black lion is called to the battle before he can return the line to the castle. Keith decides to exit the castle and jetpack over to the... Ca- oh, I'm sorry. Keith decides to exit the lion <clears throat> and jetpack over to the castle. <clears throat> Excuse me. He, too, is almost hit by a blast, which causes the red lion to awaken to retrieve its pilot. His lion now functional, Hunk attempts to re-enter the battle, only to find the creature has come 
to find him. He is just about he is just able to escape thanks to help from Keith and the Red Lion. Now that all five lions are back in the battle, Pidge uses her green blast to in- incapacitate the Robies, just long enough for the team to form Voltron and use her Ford sword to destroy its center crystal, and which leads to the creature's demise. Back on the castle, Alora is clearly still cold towards Keith, and they head to Alcaria, Ancaria, where the team reflects on their journey so far as they prepare to take the fight to Zarkon. The episode ends with Hagar about to ins- extract the information she wants from Face. All right, so we have this episode. This is a mostly Alora-centric episode. Uh, we do get a lot of action with the rest of the team as well. Um, I have a particular reason for loving this episode, which I'll get into. But first, Jeremy, uh, what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I, I was a little apprehensive after seeing the same um, the same Robies that we'd seen before. But it was nice seeing them making use of their new abilities and, you know, new teamwork that they have, um, you know, like we mentioned in the last episode that they have been developing. So it it was a, a more satisfying fight, I think. And it, this is, again, they're just building on everything that they've developed before uh, this, this time going all the way back to season one. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I just I, I just love how it seems like no idea gets unused. You know, they they just continue building on what they've introduced previously. Yep. Now, my particular reason for loving this episode is this... Uh, I have to believe it's intentional, but this episode is totally Space Godzilla. <laughs> totally. Because, all right, qu- quick lesson here for... Uh, it was the second to last of the, I believe... Was it the Showa series or the hand size? One of the two. Uh, whatever the middle set of Godzilla's movies was. Right before Destroyer when Godzilla dies. Um, I'm, I'm not a Godzilla person, so I wouldn't. Know. Well, I'm about, I'm about to teach you some stuff, boy. Um, right. <laughs> so Space Godzilla, basically somehow Godzilla's cells get into space and they go through a black hole and it merges with an asteroid or a crystal type thing. So we have a version of Godzilla that lands on Earth who has giant crystals growing out of his back, who also uses crystals to grow out of the ground to defend itself. So, obviously, there's some slight differences here. We have a Robies versus Godzilla. Um, yeah. But the crystals and everything, uh, you know, you said you're apprehensive. And in, in, in very early in this episode, they focus on the Robies caught in the, you know, in the crystal. And I thought, well, he's coming back. Because <laughs> there's yeah. no reason to show him if he's not. Right. Um, and then he comes back, and he's this, cri- he's this, you know, no head, which I think even Lance alludes to at one point. Um, just this giant crystal growing out of his chest and the, the two big ones that he's using to like block and, uh, attack. yeah, he, he's, he's essentially growing the, the crystals like the Balmera. Right. Um, so, and yeah, the, I think, I think what you're supposed to gather from the episode is that while they were doing the ceremony to re- release the crystal, um, that kind of helped the Robies kind of come back to life, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's what I would think. Uh, otherwise, you know, I don't think the Balmera trapped it with the intent of releasing it again. Um, so yeah, and I just thought it was a great reuse of a character or, a, a you know, a villain and, you know, making him stronger. And at one point they even, you know, the blast, it's trying to go for one of the lines it misses, but it hits the two moons that are surrounding the Balmera and they just explode instantly. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, the particle barrier on the cat, the particle barrier on the castle of lions is like the strongest thing ever because it, you know, with help oh, yeah. four hits and oh, it, yeah, it's magic plus science. Oh, that's true. Okay. Thor. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, 
and then yeah, th- this thing is super powerful. And then at the end, you know, like you said, they use each one. You know, some of their talents are used, and Pitch has the idea to use her. Is it like the green beam or the? I don't know what they call it exactly. It's, but, I yeah. can't remember. It, it's just her nature power. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. Now, I will say one thing about the episode. And you can respond to it then after I say it. Um, some of Alora's lines kind of bothered me this episode, just in how they were delivered. And I think this might also be a money-saving thing. Because, you know, at one point when she, you know, she says, I have to get, I have to lure it away from the Balmer. And she just, you know, she just says it out loud. Now, I I do talk to myself, so I'm not saying it's not possible she's talking to herself, but she, just the way she said it, like it was just a red line. It was, I need to get it away from the Balmera. Whereas I think in a better way for that scene to work is if she's doing the controls and she kind of says it under her breath, because that would make more sense to me. Because she's not talking once she's just talking to herself. Um, right. And I think that's an, I think that's more of a case of it's a lot easier just to animate her mouth moving and say the line than to show us what she's doing. You know, this is something this, this, show's been good at so far it's good at showing us what's happening not necessarily holding our hand through it but this yeah i can see though going into their face and you just have to animate a small part Mm -hmm. it probably is a money-saving thing right and she says i can't remember if i yeah laura just does a lot of yelling out what she's doing and i think that's and again this isn't me criticizing the voice actress who does a fantastic job laura is my one of my favorite characters because she's she kicks butt and she takes name and I love I love that, um, but it was just that struck me as you know in, in a series that does so much right like it really stood out that you know the line read was basically call out what you're doing so we don't have to animate it <laughs> so mm-hmm. and you know we still you know it doesn't affect the episode it was just something I definitely noticed on my what would have been my second. Actually, I might have watched this one a, a separate time just to watch it again because, you know, Space Godzilla. So, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because, and, you know, Andrea Romano does the voice uh, casting for this show. And, you know, you've got Batman the Animated Series there. You've got Animaniacs. You've got every great show that had great voice actors. She did. So I don't think it's a breakdown of anything other than, hey, I'd love to animate her doing stuff. Can we just have her say the line? So. We yeah. save a little money there, so. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so were you at all worried about whether Hunk might be a little disabled? Because <laughs> they that it was about the blow. The yellow line can handle a lot. I don't know if it could yeah. handle another direct blast from that. Yeah, it did, it did get me a little bit worried knowing that there's only a couple episodes left. And surprisingly, repairs between episodes are going pretty quick now. Well, how much repair do the lions need is a good question. Because uh, yeah. they almost I mean they're 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 living entities uh, in in so far as they are, you know they operate independently, they have they, they do have their own thoughts and memories and stuff as the black lion yeah. demonstrates. So, you know, I mean obviously if I break my arm, it's going to take a while to recover, but I'm not a <coughs> super not a part magic exactly. You know, yeah. It solves everything. <laughs> right. That's true. Magic does yeah. ki- is kind of the ace in the hole when it comes to this. <clears throat> now, the castle, there's several times where the castle needs repaired. Right. That, I guess that's what I was thinking of. That yeah. took a while to fully repair when, they, you know, earlier in the season. Right. 
And, but, you know, they, they mentioned, hey, this, you know, 10,000 years this thing went without even moving an inch. You know, it, yeah. it's going to have, you know, it's still. I guess, I guess the little force fields that the lions go in when they're, you know, inert kind of protects them and that's rejuvenates right. them. I wouldn't be surprised. That's that's probably a good point. That's, that's yeah. Like, yeah. So, uh, that's a good story. Yeah. And it's it's not a. It's not a plot point that I don't like or anything. It fits, yeah. you know. These things take a beating, but they recover, thankfully. Yeah, particularly the yellow lion. Oh god, yeah, man, that thing. That thing is a beast. It can handle all the everything you throw at it. It can handle it. So, and yeah, we get face is captured. So part of the plan kind of unraveling here, um, mm-hmm. because they do mention that face is the one to upload the virus, and we haven't seen him do that yet. Uh, if he's trying to, every time he tries to, he's interrupted, um, <clears throat> or he's just trying to contact a blade of Memora, which again, he gets interrupted each time. And this leads to him getting captured because he tries to go back and get his, you know, his encrypted chip and they find him. So. Right. Yeah. And Hagar looks like she's got some, I mean, there's a buzzsaw <laughs> in the room going towards him. So Hagar's not a pleasant lady. <laughs> Hagar don't mess around. Let's put it yeah. that way. <laughs> so. So eventually, did you get over the fact that they used the row beast again? Oh yeah, I did. I, I mean, especially because they didn't use it in the same way. Oh no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that that was my fear was you know you you would just see a repeat, yeah. and I, I should have known because we haven't you know even in Voltron himself, it's not like the original series where it was like form blazing sword slash you're done. Right. It's been different every single time. So. I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, and we haven't seen anything resembling a blazing sword yet, so yeah, <clears throat> they're really holding off to make sure that's not how <laughs> anything's. Resolved. Well, I, yeah, I was, you know, I, at this point, I didn't even think there would be anything resembling one. Yeah, I mean, they haven't shown it yet, so who knows, right? Um, <clears throat> as we try to pretend we know nothing happens from the <laughs> series so far. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I, I almost think that they. Sure, I, I mean, Blazing Sword, the point of the Blazing Sword is, is to be the thing that ends the fight, but I right. like that they're, I mean, they're literally waiting two seasons to even show you the dang thing, because right. that's I what mean, it was. You you see um, in the uh, the arc episode, they did the big freaking sword. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so they, they are doing, like, homages with the sword, but, you know, you Voltron has so many tricks up his sleeves in the series. Again, magic. <laughs> yeah. So anything else you want to mention about the episode? No, I think that's, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Well, once again, feel free to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at POV underscore podcast. On Facebook, POV podcast, POV podcast.com. Feedback at POV podcast.com. Leave comments. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Although if you don't like something, you're kind of you're getting kind of late to tell us because we can't fix it when when we're when we're done, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, <clears throat> but yeah, and you know, feel free to hit us up. And hey, if you find any of the the lions it, or you build the combining Voltron, uh, hit us up. Show us your stuff. Um, a couple yeah. of our friends on Twitter are, are starting to f- to find these and use them. Um, big shout out to Dogcades if he ever listens. Your pictures are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and I'm starting to see them be restocked. So I'm starting, the wheels are starting to turn in my head that maybe I should think about. It, it's tax refund time. 
<laughs> oh, I got that long. That was spent months ago, my oh. friend. <laughs> that, oh, okay. that was taken care of plenty of time ago. Well, this, this is my most recent Voltron, thanks to Daryl, who was on a few episodes ago. There you have it. And it, it's probably going to be a while before I can get the um, the new ones. Yeah. Too many so, Transformers. I have the same Voltron at my desk at work, so he keeps me company. <laughs> He's techni- I guess you could technically call that my desk bot, right? <laughs> yeah. So, all right, everyone. Until next time, uh, we will see you later. Bye.